Hey, everybody. That was a little long. I apologize, but it looks so cool, didn't it? Yeah, that's, that's a great awesome. intro, man. That was, that was a good intro. Thank you. Thank you, Castle Labs, for compiling that for me. That was great. That was awesome. Big shout out to them. If you want your own cool little intro like that to where you can put it on, I don't know, whatever. Castle Labs. That's the name. K-A-S-S-A-L, I believe is what it is. K-A-S-S-E-L Labs. Castle Labs. Just do a Google search arm. You'll find them. Well, it is Thursday night. Welcome to the Cantina Happy Hour. I am your host, David. How are you this evening? With me, as always, is my co-host, Debbie. How are you, Debbie? Doing well. I'm very excited about this episode. Yes, yes. Also with us tonight, as he always is, is Cam from Cam and Focus. How are you, Cam? Hello, hello. Coming at you from a not usual space here. That's why I'm not on camera, so I apologize for my disembodied voice. He's he's coming from an undisclosed location as not to give his whereabouts. <laughs> is he in the world between worlds? No, the, Maybe. No, the CIA. Uh, hey, we don't know. <laughs> Witness protection. He, he could probably tell us, but he'd have to kill us kind of thing. <laughs> also with us tonight is Mr. Ambrose. How are you, sir? Been a while. Doing well. Thanks for having me. Not a problem. Not a problem. Always good. To, always good to have an extra voice on. Um, we are missing Mr. Biscardi this evening. I'm, we're not sure if he's going to be here or not. There's some pretty heavy storms going through his area, so we don't know if his power and internet was disrupted. If he pops on, we'll, we'll put him on. We'll bring John on. Not a it's problem. It's that season, man. We're hunkering down because we got a tropical storm coming our way. So, I mean, yeah. Maine, Maine just got hit. Maine. Yeah, yeah. that's weird. With a tropical storm. How about that? <laughs> Anyway, all right. Lovely weather. Lovely weather. So we are here to talk about Ahsoka. This is episode six, correct? We have six two of eight. Yep. Six of eight. We've got two left. Um, and I was telling them this before that I I forgot it and I forgot that it came out on Tuesday nights and I waited until Wednesday night to watch it because I forgot that it came out on Tuesday. And then everybody was talking about it all day Wednesday on Facebook. And I'm just like, ah, stay <laughs> off of social media because everybody's talking about everything and I don't want to. And I want to see for myself and Dave, can't. Huh. It's cantina happy hour, not cantina right. get drunk and forget about it hour. I didn't get drunk. That's the thing. <laughs> that's, that's exactly what I do during happy hour. What are you talking about? <laughs> Uh, wait, so it, it was just, a, I forgot, Cam said I'm a horrible, horrible fan, and I'm looking at it going, <laughs> you know what, you're you're absolutely right. I mean, I, I only saw, when Attack of the Clones came out on the theaters, I only saw that the third time on the day that it came out. So I saw it, actually, I saw Attack of the Clones three times in one day, on opening day, so. Yeah, wow, see, I, I'm sorry. I grew up in the era of... Uh bootlegs so i got all that stuff beforehand i knew a guy <laughs> i knew a guy a... I knew a... new york city you always knew a guy you like you got that star wars <laughs> i'll meet you in the alley in the back i'll throw <laughs> i'll throw in the uh the holiday special to go with it <laughs> just a, some shady character in a trench coat just, just been like i've got what... what you need that's what it was like man when you bought bootleg videos <laughs> like go into like say it's usually in a video store and then like you'd be like you'd go to a basement and they'd have all the 
stuff they weren't allowed to sell. Yep. <laughs> I think it's barber shops here in in the Dallas area. You go to certain barber shops and they do that. Why barber shops? I don't know. Anyway, let's talk about Ahsoka. We got episode six. I called this last week, by the way, because last week it was a very uh, Ahsoka centric episode. And, um, uh, oh God, I can't even think now. What's her name? Wasn't in it at all. Sabine. You know, what's her name? Sabine. Thank you. I'm getting old. My brain you is leaving. You mean last week? Last week, yes, correct. Sabine was not in the, that episode at all. So last week I called and I was like, okay, this one's going to be a Sabine-heavy episode, which Ahsoka was in like the first five minutes. Yeah, I mean, last, last week was somewhat of a bottle episode, and this week kind of it, it saw the other side of the bottle. Actually, yeah, it was it was very one sided, and saw the other side this week, which is good. It's balancing out. The, the scene with uh, uh, Ahsoka, the one scene that had Ahsoka in it, where they're, <laughs> how did he put it? He said, traveling in a space whale's mouth to a different galaxy. Well, now I have done everything. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care what show it is. If they have any more new any new Star Wars content coming out, Hu Yang needs the opening line. He doesn't even need to be in the rest of the show. He just needs to have. He, he just needs to be there. <laughs> well, and and what's so and you know they got to talking about these these stories that were told at the Jedi Temple and you know reminiscing and talking about things past, which was which was really nice because it was just like okay we're 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 calm. It was like nothing nothing's happening right now. It's just a. It's the calm before the storm, and then when he goes, I, I when he goes into that story, when he starts that story, I was just—I I mean, it was goosebumps. Just when he said, "A long time ago, in a galaxy far, far," I was like, "Oh, of course he would start <laughs> it like that." First time those words have ever been said in a, in a Star Wars movie. Yes, you are absolutely right. Movie, show, whatever. show anything that and raises oh. You go, Cam. Sorry, I was just going to say, well, what a fitting uh, setting to have that line, too. Exactly. Because now, because now we're introduced to a, to another galaxy far, far away. Exactly. So I'm wondering, and I wanted your guys' opinion on it. Um, when he said that, and he said, I have the archives, I have the thousands of years of stories. So is this kind of telling us that the whole Star Wars saga is being told to us by Hu Yang? It wouldn't surprise me because, <laughs> you, you know, honestly, because uh, if you look at it, okay, you got to think, what did George Lucas based the original Star Wars on a, uh, um, a movie Kurosawa. called Kurosawa, The Fortress yeah. was actually the movie. Yeah. yeah. And the movie, while it was the story of a princess being rescued, that kind of thing, the movie really focused on the, the, bumbling comic relief and it was basically kind of told through the the comic relief's eyes now if you look at the original trilogy he took that same formulaic thing and he told it through the eyes of r2d2 and c3po they were everywhere and in everything mm -hmm. so they were there that was it was always them it was always about r2 and 3po well i say it was about r2 and 3po but there goes the cat <laughs> Our and I fed her too. I was hoping she'd like 
get a full belly and go to sleep somewhere. <laughs> or nightly cat toss. No, no, Debbie. Ah, oh, there goes mine. Your elbow into it. Put some spin on that cat. Here she comes. She's gonna. She bit me this morning or this afternoon. Because I wouldn't kid. pay attention. Because I wouldn't pay attention to her. <laughs> so. Yeah, I just I, again the, the setting was really nice. It was the it, yeah, you're in a whale's mouth, but just that that scene was just so beautiful to me and I was like I could have watched just this and I would have been completely happy. So, that did just again the first scene. Um I will say this, I was wrong and and uh Ambrose, I think you sent out a tweet about this um earlier this week about um where where is Thrawn gonna appear? Yeah, I was and, wrong about that, but yeah, yeah I was too, and I think Dave Gramillion was too because I I I personally thought that since we have a movie coming up from Dave Filoni that's gonna be the culmination of Ahsoka, Mandalorian, Book of Boba Fett, everything's gonna pinnacle together and tell the one big story, and I was thinking, okay, Thrawn is gonna be in this for like two minutes he's going to be two minutes in the last episode and every and it'll just build to the movie that's that's what the movie's going to be and here we got a whole episode full of him yeah i was kind of expecting like um the closing scene of episode eight for like the troops to be lining up and then all of a sudden the camera pans up and thrawn says something cool like okay now we can begin or something like that then it just cuts to season two but um, you know, I mean, I was I was wrong about it, but I'm not disappointed. No, no, absolutely. I was right. <laughs> I said this episode would be Thrawn. Okay, I, well, fine. partially, I was partially right. I said Thrawn would be in this oh. one, Ezra would be in the next one, but Ezra showed up at the very end of this one, so I was partially right. And honestly, oh, go ahead, Cam. Go ahead. Sorry, sorry. I was just, I was just gonna say uh, how refreshing it was to to hear Lars Mikkelsen's voice as thrawn that's just, like he, he like for, for, for me he is that character i don't i, I don't care he perfect. is that character it's perfect yes it, uh, and 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 really it was just there were some parts where i was just i'd close my eyes and just listen because his voice is so it's like butter it's, it's so hypnotic and melodic you know it's just like it's wavy sing song and you just kind of want to I want him to read the Bible to me so I can fall asleep to that. <laughs> you know, fall asleep and because that's long. So, you know, you read the Odyssey, you know, Ulysses, something like that. War and Peace. <laughs> I'd listen to that. Yeah. There's, there's got to be an audiobook somewhere that's narrated by Lars Mickelson. Uh, all right, Cam, that's your homework this week. We need an audiobook <laughs> narrated. By, look at that. We've got chat going on, and I'm sitting here not paying attention to anything. Who's on? Geek News Now is on by sending stars a digital. I okay. I that's all right. There you go. Interesting. I, I've never seen that before, but okay. I'll I'll, I'll take it. Sure. Uh, all right. So, uh, uh, Dave, homework yes. is uh, homework is done. I just uh, so there's. Uh, Oh, I'm looking, up, I'm looking on Audible. There's two audiobooks that I'm seeing that are narrated by Lars Mikkelsen. There's the Danish version of of Bram Stoker's Dracula. Okay. And, and well, that's going to be in Danish, so I wouldn't understand it. So yeah, and this one I assume is Danish too. It's like Lily Klaus 
Og, Stor, Klaus. I, I, I mean, I'm sure I butchered the hell out of that, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we're gonna we're gonna assume that that's probably Danish as well. Yeah. Okay. Um, so that was actually Kat that sent that. She says, oh, that's where it shows up. Yes. <laughs> that's where it shows up. It's a new thing. Very good. Yes, this is where that's where it shows up. To, um, anyway. Um, so we get Thrawn. I, I want to know your guys' take on on his troopers. On his stormtroopers. <laughs> They're death troopers. They're zombie troopers. You think so? Are they like the raiders? Did he pick 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 off some raiders from? Uh... I, I, honestly, what I think is that he had a whole star destroyer full of troopers, mm -hmm. and they all kind of went into exile with him. And they've just kind of they they've been living basically without any support for years. I, for years, nine Wait, years. And how is he so clean? Six, uh, no, I think uh, it's longer than that, Debbie. I think it's probably around thirteen or fourteen so, years. So that so they a uh, long time. The end of the end of Rebels is like two years before the Battle of Yavin. Okay. So so there's so two that's years. two. That, there's two years. The original trilogy takes place over the course of I think four years. No, it's six because there's three in between A New Hope and Empire, and three in between Empire and Jedi. Oh, I thought it was just one between Empire and so Jedi. That's the uh, we're up to eight. All right. And then, and then five uh, years for Mando. So now we're up to what, 13? Wasn't Mando seven years after? Well, Mando was five. Mando five. started five years after, oh, okay. but there was a two year gap um, in, in uh, Book of Boba Fett. So 15 years. We also don't know where in Mando. Yeah, we don't know where in the Mandoverse we're at. I mean, we could just be within that five-year period, or we could be within. We know we're not. Well, you know, we're not, we know Season we're not. Three. We are not within the period in the two-year period in Book of Boba Fett because Ahsoka was with Luke um, when Grogu was there. We were joking about it on Scarif last week. We were like, "You think they're gonna like honk the horn at Mando when they drive past him, showing Grogu <laughs> all the planet?" <laughs> That, that, that's the theory going around on the internet that when I think we said that Grogu, last week too. When Grogu looks up and sees the purgle, that's that's Ahsoka inside the purgle. Are we going to see Hera the rest of this series, or is she done? I think so. Thoughts, have to thoughts have on that? I'm just curious. I mean, other have... than other than recap stuff, it's probably they're not going to be have... much. I think they're going to have to have a trial and have her grandstand, give her some sort of speech. You know, it wouldn't be a Star Wars series without some sort of speech from somebody, and it's probably going to come from her. Um, I but there, ne there needs to be a resolution as to whether or not she loses her rank. So I think it's going to be if it's if it's quick, like Cam said, it's quick. If not, it's an episode. But you're going to see her in some capa one capacity or another. So did we have a consensus on the night troopers? I don't. Uh, well, I mean, I, I don't think I don't I don't think they're zombies. I just, I, but I think that they're. I think they're the stormtroopers that were in the Star Destroyer when the Purgles took it. So why and, are they called Night Troopers, like uh, Night Sisters? And they're wearing the Night Sisters cloths. All of them are. They're I mean, all they might, wearing well, the cloth. I mean, they, they, they might be the, the giant homeworld. They might be the giant Galactus smoke monster that Merrick was. That's what I'm saying. 
Yeah. And that would be a knight. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. See, I wasn't taking it as knight as in N I G H T. I was taking it as a knight as in K N I G H T, like Thrawn's no. the king, and these are all of his knights, kind of well, thing. Well, no. to, to, to be honest, I I, I kind of got that feeling too. Whenever that, whenever uh, the leader, the trooper leader, I, uh, him, he's very civil with Sabine, and when she rides off, he says, "Die well." Wait a minute! Whoa, whoa! What was his name? Enoch. 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 Okay. Now I'm leaning more toward the other one, toward the night sister thing. And I'll tell you why. And that that was kind of a, the, the name's a giveaway. The because Bible. Yeah, the Bible. It's a biblical name. Yeah, biblical and in name. the Bible, Enoch was uh, somewhat, he was one of the guys in the Bible who didn't die. He just walked with the Lord forever. So if you're looking at a knight brother that's been brought back to life, he hasn't died per se. He continues to walk forever kind of thing. Maybe, maybe, maybe Debbie's right. Maybe they are well, zombies. Well, and Thrawn, I think he mentions it twice where he says something about resurrection, death and resurrection. He, I think he said that the first time around. And then again, later on, when they're talking about um, ah Ahsoka and he's kind of coming down on Elsbeth about you should know the Night Sisters and the Jedi, they're, you know, kind of good at deception and resurrection and da 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 da. So that's just my theory. There are <laughs> zombies or whatever you want to call them. I'll, I'll take it. I'll take it. Um, okay, so let's see. We did get we get night sisters in this one too. We like had legitimate great, night sisters, like, like, like the OG. Yeah. The great mothers. Yeah. Very Where reminiscent of the three fates in mythology. Because they're think, talking uh, about threads yeah. and destiny. It's a uh, uh well and and, and you know, I, I look at Macbeth too. The you know, he had the three witches that were telling double double toil and trouble, all that stuff. Mm -hmm. So and that that's along the same lines as you know you've got the fates and we're going to cut the strings and it's they're pulling the threads. So it's kind a of a lot of religious and mythological themes in this series. Yeah, it's it's interesting that they that they chose the uh, uh, the Night Sisters to be the species that originates from a different galaxy. Where the where they were. Hmm. Where they were, because they were kind of unknown to the Jedi. I mean, even in the Clone Wars, it was kind of like that was a. They were Force users, but not really. It was a different type of Force user. Well, <laughs> maybe that galaxy Part is where two. Force originates <laughs> in the Filoni verse. Maybe, hey, maybe, and and that's completely possible. I'll, I'd buy that. And guess what's in the cargo? Mephisto. A space wheel. <laughs> <laughs> it's the Millennium Falcon, isn't it? Wrong franchise. No. <laughs> Dead Night Sisters. Dead oh. Night Sisters. And probably brothers or whatever they're called. I don't know what 
Darth Maul. Darth Maul's going to come back. To life <laughs> <for> the- <laughs> was, uh, was Maul and Savage referred to as Night Brothers? Is that what they yeah. called themselves? Yeah. yeah. Was okay. it? I, I, I was going to say, I haven't watched that arc. Maybe we should do that arc sometime. Yeah, well, well whenever uh, whenever the Clone Wars came around, uh, that they, they kind of changed Maul's origin. He he went from he went from being uh, an Iridonian uh, Zabrak to a uh, Dathomiri Knight brother. Yeah. So and that was that's that what I'm was, thinking. Because uh, what else would be in catacombs? Bees. Bees. <laughs> Tourists. That's honeycombs. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, usually in catacombs, you you find Indiana bodies. Jones. Indiana Jones would be in catacombs. <laughs> They're saying happened in he at least in two catacombs. Years. You know, I was really hoping since Disney owns the rights to Escape from New York that the other galaxy would have Snake Plissken in it. And they no, you can't do that. And they can that, bring him back to fight Han Solo. No, 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 no. <laughs> See, here's the, here's the thing, and this is why Firefly would never work in uh, um, in Star Wars because. There's only one Han Solo. I mean, let's face it. There is only one. He is that good. He's Han Solo. He's like the Chuck Norris of that galaxy. You know, there's only one Han Solo. Now, when you put a whole ship full of Han Solos out there, (laughs) it's like you just took away from everything. What's the point? (laughs) I mean, everybody on that ship was was a Han Solo wannabe. So I'm like, eh, whatever. Whatever. Okay, uh, Night Sisters, we're loading cargo. We've got Thrawn. We've got Enoch. He's he's got a he has a gold face. I'm 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 I want that minifigure. I want that Lego figure. I'm curious to see how Lego's going to pull that one off. And I originally thought Enoch was going to be Ezra. Mm. Okay. Uh, that would have been an interesting twist. Ascardi. Hey hey. hey. Because what I want to know is, though, if they went to this galaxy, and why didn't Ezra just finish the job before he ran off? Or if they got separated him? somehow, or maybe... I would have thought so, too, because Ezra's got his own little rebellion going on. What did, what did, what did Harris say? Once a rebel, always a rebel? Yeah, mm-hmm. but I mean, now he's like king of the snail people. Uh, oh, I thought they were like little turtle type. Do you know what that reminded me of? <laughs> the never-ending story. No, even with worse. Rocky. That 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 one scene in the third Pirates of the Caribbean movie. No, not even that one. Although, oh. yeah, that now that I think about it, I, yeah, I sure. figured that was as bad as it got. No, it's even worse. Frozen. Did anybody see Frozen? In yes, Frozen, three-year-old. I've seen Frozen about fifty friggin' thousand times. times. When he takes when he takes the the one girl with the hair and he goes to see his family and it's a bunch of rocks. Mm. Oh yeah. So that's that's all I was thinking was like, oh, it's frozen. It's a bunch of rock people. Okay. But they're so cute. Did you think so? Yeah, they're a little adorable. All right. I I mean, honestly, merchandise. Merchandising. <laughs> <laughs> you know it's true. You know it's true. I'm oh, okay. See, uh, I see. I I looked at their faces, and all I could see was freaking Mac and me. Oh my god. Yeah, that's uh, oh my god. yeah. 
That's such a, <laughs> such a bad movie. I don't think I've seen that. It, you, you don't. Don't. I've, I've don't watch Mac and Me. I see no. a cam in focus coming up. Mac and Me. It's E.T. except for it's a Coca-Cola commercial and the kid is in a wheelchair. And it's bad. And it's really, really bad. There's like dancing football players or something. It was like traumatically bad. <laughs> it was horrible. Uh, was this in the 80s? Yeah. Mm, yeah, maybe. There was a huge dance scene. Mac makes everybody dance in a McDonald's. There was a huge McDonald's, oh, McDonald's. dance party. Yeah. <laughs> nope. The, the only dance scene that I'll accept where a main character makes somebody dance is the one in uh, The Mask where he makes all the cops dance. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Mac and Me was in 1988. So, yes, oh, it has definitely been a an 80s movie. But yeah, oh, oh it God. shows. <laughs> and we finally get Ezra, by the way. Yeah, he's there. And honestly, <laughs> I thought they were going to end the episode with with them looking at each other, you know, he, he sees her and she sees him. And I'm like, credits, credits. And then it's like, oh, no, we're going to, uh, all right, we're going to, we're going to talk for a few minutes. All right, that's good. I'm fine with that, too. I really want them to bring one of those snail monsters back so we can watch an Ewok hit it with a stick and try to figure <laughs> out what the hell it is. <laughs> one of the Mac and Me's. <laughs> What's the uh, so what 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 are our thoughts on on what Ezra's been? Well, I, I want to know thoughts on the actor portraying. We've talked about the actor portraying Thrawn. It's brilliant. It's gorgeous. What about <clears throat> Ezra? What are we thinking about Ezra? He's perfect. If you, you take so? away that beard and you put him next to a picture of the cartoon Ezra, they could be freaking twins. Huh. It is so spot on. So, and, and he's a hard live action to get because, you know, you're one step away. Like, like the cartoon, you're one step away from it being like an offensive Italian caricature. If, if, you, if you make him live, if you like, make it exactly live action. So, well, the, 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 first, the first time that we saw Ezra in the series, uh, he was a hologram or, a, you know, hologram recording. And the first thing that I noticed was this actor really got his mannerisms down, you know, because because yes. if, if you go back and you watch Rebels, Ezra, you know, does the, you know, scratch the back of the head thing a lot whenever he, he's feeling kind of sheepish. And then I saw I saw him do that in the uh, in the hologram. I was like, that's Ezra. And a lot that's of well, and, Ezra. and a lot of his a lot of his hand gestures, too, which are something that, that popped a lot in the, uh, you know, just the way he, he talks with his hands, you know, the way mm -hmm. he uses his hands when he talks. And I don't know the guy's name, but whoever he, I mean, he nailed it. He was he was he was spot on. I mean, he's a lot like uh, Rosario Dawson as Ahsoka. And Dave Gramillion pointed this out. Oh, Ahsoka's always just sitting there smirking and crossing her arms. I'm like. Did you watch the Clone Wars? She did that a lot. That's yeah, it's like, tell me you didn't watch Clone Wars without telling me you didn't watch Clone Wars. <laughs> so then, it's like that's that's her mannerisms. That's just the way the character is. She's doing exactly what she needs to be doing. And this is the live action Ezra actually looks a lot like if you remember in the uh, Rebels episode where. 
I don't know if it was a hologram or a picture that showed his mother and father. Mm -hmm. His father has a beard and he looks like his father. He looks like his daddy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> so, all right. So Ezra's good. I'm, I'm anxious to see how, because they said, it, so basically what they're doing is they're loading these, this cargo for lack of a better word, they're loading the cargo onto the Star Destroyer, and then they're going to leave. Um, she said three rotations, I believe is what it was. So basically three days. They send Sabine off to find Ezra, but then they send Balin and Shin to go find to and kill, to find and kill Sabine and Ezra. And then they sent a squad of the troopers to go Kill Balin and Shen too. No, no, he sent them to for support, and then no. he told Elsbeth or Elsbeth. Um, gosh, what he he said something like, basically, like he really didn't care if they Ezra, uh, yeah, if Ezra and Sabine were killed or if they were just stranded there. And then he says, and that goes the same for your mercenaries. I was like, oh, shit. Yeah. He's covering yeah. his. I, I took it as we're going to send them out and we're going to once whoever ends up on top, either Balin and Shin or Ezra and Sabine, whoever ends up on top, the troopers are going to take care of those. And then we're all done. All of our bases are covered and we don't have to pay mercenaries anymore. And they're not there to crave power. And I'm uh, pretty. I've been saying it since uh, the first episode at Balin and Shin are not necessarily villains. Um, I think they're more anti-heroes. If even, uh, and and because the lightsabers are orange, which means the, the crystals were involuntarily bled, doesn't it? Like if it's red, you bled it. But if it's orange... it it was It's something to do with the... Uh... How the force with the person influences the crystal once it's put into the uh, once it's put into the saber, and if it's I don't I don't remember I forgot the lore I'd have to look it up. Well, here here's my theory. Oh, we got more chats going on. I've been showing pictures and I'm not watching the chat. I'm horrible. <laughs> so here's my theory. <laughs> so Balin has been sensing this powerful force Thing. or source. Yeah. And Palpatine, in, if you've read the books uh, Aftermath, he sensed it too. Now, Balin, in this show, he says something about when they were at the ruins there, when they first arrived, he was telling Shin how, um, you know, the Jedi fall, the Empire rises, repeat again and again and again. He wants to break that cycle. He wants to get rid of both the Jedi and the Sith, and I think create his own group order whatever where great jedi 
Well, no. whatever you no. whatever you want to call it, he because he's teaching Shin Jedi and Sith stuff training. And because he told her, "I trained you to be more." Yeah. Um, but he can't really be one hundred percent gearing up the Jedi stuff because Shin has the Padawan braid. Yeah. I, well, like I said, he's, it's he's, like he's doing it's both. aspects he, from both. Yeah. Yeah. Aspects from both. And I think that's, um, it's kind of like, and Dana, Dr. Dana, correct Dr. me Dana. if I'm wrong, but this is kind of what Treya in Knights of the Old Republic, she was wanting to get rid of both Jedi and Sith. Now, I don't think she was wanting to create a new order or anything, but she was wanting to eliminate both get rid of the sith and the jedi take, take the good or at least take, the jedi take the best the best aspects from each one of them and be linear I, about it i see a uh with the way shin was acting because shin was acting a lot different in this episode than she has been and um i think she's starting to understand balan's code like the honor and and what he's what he's preaching and I think we're going to get a redemption arc for the two of them because I don't think they're going to be happy when they see Thrawn's men come. So I, I, uh, I don't think they're going to be happy when they see Thrawn's men come. And honestly, honestly, the way Thrawn is, he's probably going to leave him there anyway, or try to mm -hmm. leave them there anyway. Yeah. And I mean, and all, and that would be all four of them, and maybe even the troops that, and that's why he only sent it, what was it like a squad? Yeah, don't don't send everybody, and you don't go. But you know, send send enough there to where it's. Uh, well, I don't honestly, I don't mind losing him. I don't think Balin's interested in leaving. He wants to find that power, and then do whatever. But, I, okay, so this raises an interesting question. Then he wants to find that power. Now there was um, there was something that was said when Sabine was brought before the Night Mothers. And they said... You reek of Jedi? You reek of Jedi. Oh, no, what not the just... What Jedi smell like? I don't know. <laughs> but the thing with it was, was that she said, you reek of Jedi, and and I don't remember if it was Balin or Shin, and was like, no, not this one. She, she's, she's got nothing. She got nothing. <laughs> so now I'm looking at it going... Is this going to be one of those things where at the end of all of this, Sabine's going to be like this ultra-powerful, mega, mm -hmm. she didn't even know she was that powerful kind of thing? I don't think so. I think that the people who have, who already have a natural affinity for the Force uh, kind of that well, it, it, they've been shown in canon to use it without thinking. You know, uh, Ray right. used it. That Ray used it to survive on Jakku. Anakin used it to uh, uh, pod, pod race. race. Uh, it, I mean, uh, Ezra used it uh, used it unconsciously the first time we see him use it in Rebels when he force pushed uh, uh, Agent Callus. So, uh, I I mean, S Sabine is. A, a formidable combatant but she just doesn't have that sensitivity so i don't i don't think she's gonna she's gonna end up being any, any kind of all-powerful jedi but i do think that she is going to be 
somebody who follows that way of life in the end. Well, that makes me feel better. I'll say that because I, I, I was looking at it going, oh, no, don't, don't, we don't need, don't ruin it. We don't need DBZ saying super saiyan god or whatever it's 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 just leave it as is it's fine it's okay yeah i mean everybody is uh you know thinking oh well she, she's gonna be a jedi and she's gonna be part of ray's new jedi order or something or she's gonna be in luke's jedi temple or something but i mean i've i've i've, I've said this to you guys before and uh you don't have to be a jedi or even force sensitive to be a warrior I mean, she, yeah, she, Leia she, wasn't. She, she, she I mean, she, Leia was a general. She was a warrior. It's a, it's a, Sabine's Mandalorian. She's a warrior by default. You know, just, yeah. and and adding super crazy force powers on top of that would just make her would just turn her basically into Star Killer. What? Here's a thought: What if they do get stranded? And Ezra's sitting there. He's like, how are we going to get out of here? And then Hondo just pulls up. He goes, Ezra! <laughs> I know there was a reason I liked you. <laughs> you lied to me? I knew I liked you. Ezra's going to be, be pissed when he finds out what Sabine did. Oh, what? Give him up, basically? Yeah, because, or... I mean, he was saying it worked, didn't it? And she doesn't say anything, and he goes, "Oh yeah, isn't it?" And she was like, "Yeah, oh, it worked. Yeah, yeah, sure." It but I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> I'm like, "Oh, he's in for a rude awakening." And that'll that'll probably be the twist at the end of the next episode, to where it's like, "I can't trust you anymore because you did this," and then they'll make it up to each other at the in the last episode. So. Or she'll just carry that until maybe it'll work itself out in the movie or something. Who knows? Dave or Filoni's, maybe she'll die. Or maybe she'll die. That's right. <laughs> or maybe they both will die. Yes. I... And you know what's what's funny about Filoni? I was watching some uh, the last Star Wars celebration they had, and <laughs> there was an interview. I don't know if you guys remember this. Uh, they asked. Where is Ezra? And you know, he he gave away the title of this episode, far far away. <laughs> like you sneaky little shit! You knew this was going to happen. Somehow you knew. It's like somehow, you sat down and planned all this out. Somehow, I thought it was Ezra, hilarious. Somehow Ezra returned. Mm. <laughs> somehow. Ezra has returned. That's how they're going to retcon. That's how they're going to retcon the sequel trilogy. Is uh, they'll let they'll let Filoni come and do it, and they'll just say, "Okay, Filoni's movie is the beginning of the new sequel trilogy." Palpatine wasn't dead. He fell into the mouth of a space whale. Fergal <laughs> <laughs> flew into the Death Star and caught him. And flew him to the Netherlands before the Death Star exploded. Yes. Wild theories here on Cantina Happy Hour. What did, what did you guys think? Because personally, I loved, you know me, I, I love movie soundtracks, especially Star Wars music. But what did you think of the music that went with Thrawn as he was walking down the aisle? I'm going to... 
the the music in general just I, in general i love that one by the way but the music in general to this one has been growing on me and i was really really disappointed that they did not get uh ludwig Göransson to do the soundtrack for this one he did for mando and he's done for book of boba fett uh and I they, think they brought somebody else on to do this one so it's a it's a different style. I mean, it's still good. Don't get me wrong; it's really good. Yeah. I've been enjoying it. And it's been growing on me. I haven't gotten to the point where I want to listen to it in the shower yet, but it's it's getting there. And oh, I've uh, been listening to it on Pandora. But it's but that Thrawn's theme, that creepy, yeah, theater organ music. That was just awesome. I heard that and I was like, oh shit. Oh, oh this is gonna be good. <laughs> I mean, it just it makes him sound evil because that theme sounds evil. It's like the uh like, like vampire music or something in the old days. It's it's the same thing. They did the same thing with uh, the Emperor's music in Return of the Jedi. I I mean it was just that same that ooh. I mean, it was just evil. <laughs> well, the uh, the the uh, composer. No, no, the, no. We played the Mandalorian by Ludwig Göransson, <laughs> and I have a speaker in there, so it just comes on automatically. So, yeah. yeah. The 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 composer for the Ahsoka series is uh, Kevin Kiner, and and if you if you look at his uh, uh, his past work, he he composed. The Clone Wars, he composed Bad Batch, he composed Rebels, he oh. composed mm -hmm. uh Tales of the Jedi. So the so Dave Filoni likes the, using him is what you're saying. Yeah, mm -hmm. the guy the, the guy knows his stuff. Yeah, and, he, he he uses elements of John Williams because a lot of times you can hear if you're doing Star Wars, yeah. you, you've got to use elements of John Williams. If you're doing movies, yeah. you have to do elements of John Williams. <laughs> like, <laughs> But um, <clears throat> they had a yeah. I, I mean, it's that that makes sense that he's he did the Clone Wars, and honestly, some of the music from the Clone Wars was amazing. Even the movie, the the movie soundtrack, I really really wanted when it you know when that movie first came out in 08, October of '08, I was like, oh, I've got to go get the soundtrack to this because this has got some good stuff on it. So. <laughs> so the comment before that the comment nice. before that dr dana is awesome alexa nice. dr dana said alexa play the imperial march in the bathroom and now my alexa up here is going to go off i bet he says i don't know how to do that because i don't have one in my bathroom i just have a regular old speaker and i play it on my phone and then he said, I read the comment out loud to my wife. Alexa responded. Yeah, my Alexa did too. That's beautiful. I love it. I love it. So I, love I it. thought it was interesting that Thrawn knew General Balin. He did. But you know what? It doesn't surprise me because... You've got to look at Thrawn and did was so Thrawn was Thrawn Thrawn's big thing is I, I know your enemy, basically. The art of war, Shang Tsung, know your enemy, and that way you know how to 
<laughs> You're welcome. But um, but his his big thing is know your enemy. So the fact that he would know who Balin is wouldn't surprise me, because obviously he's dealt with Ahsoka before. He's dealt with uh, Ezra and with Kanan before. So he knows there are Jedi out there. He knows that they exist. Why wouldn't he go back and study and say, okay, let's lay all of our cards on the table and I'm going to, I'm going to find out what I know. And it, with him being Imperial, he's got access to the Imperial archives, which have the Jedi archives in them. Now I'm going to assume. And the Jedi but he Temple. doesn't know a lot about Ahsoka because he told Elspeth to get everything, you know, I want to know the home world. I want to know, yeah, everything. You know everything about her. I want to know who her master is. And that's going to be interesting because when he finds out it's Anakin, he knows and, Anakin. And who Anakin, Anakin knows is, him. Yeah. And Thrawn knows that Anakin was Vader, one of the few people that actually knew that. That was in the uh, Thrawn book. Uh, alliances and it's a really good book but yeah so that's going to be interesting when he finds out that anakin was her master I'm, and I'm i think somehow or another if ahsoka faces off with thrawn i think that that'll be when anakin comes either in a voice or force ghost to kind of guide her because he knows Thrawn. Yeah. There's the force, Luke. There will be an aha moment where Thrawn realizes and connects an aha moment. Take on <laughs> me. Take me on. Wait, they're all going to turn into Not that aha, you ding dong. <laughs> they're all going to turn into cartoon sketches and Ditch <laughs> but it's such a great song. I love that song. Watch the uh, go 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 to YouTube or Spotify or whatever. Look for the MTV Unplugged version. It's even better. They they use it. Wanna, they use it in Deadpool too. So, and if you want to turn yourself into a cartoon sketch, if you go on TikTok, <laughs> they have a they have an app I know. in TikTok. Or whatever an effect or whatever they call it on TikTok, but it'll start out. It splits the screen, and it's you on one side, and then the other side is the cartoon sketch, and then you can kind of like move over, and it'll turn you into the aha type cartoon <laughs> thing. It's pretty cool. All right. <laughs> it is. All right. All right. Okay. Thrawn, we need to know everything about Ahsoka. I'm trying to remember there was he just he he again, I'm gonna I'm gonna go back and reiterate this. If you haven't seen this episode, go watch it because he's amazing as Thrawn. He was amazing in the Clone Wars, just voicing Thrawn. That's what you wanted Thrawn to sound like. And now he's brought this the same guy, brought this character to life, brought the voice back, everything, and it's everything you could ever want from a live action Thrawn and all of you fanboys out there who said that legends need to be canon. I hope you're happy. I hope this is 
this is doing it for you, even though it's not quite heir to the empire. It's, it's, it's get it's got characters from heir to the empire. How about that? All we need so, is Talon Card and Mara Jade right now. We'll be good. So, do we think Thrawn is evil? Yes, of course he is. Why wouldn't he be evil? He never was before. So why would he be evil now? Never was before. What do you mean? I'm pretty sure he was, he was never evil. Else. He was just very meticulous. Meticulous, strategic. He was only with the Empire. Well, he was there to infil infiltrate the Empire for the uh, Chiss. I, I never saw him as evil. I always saw him as really. Yeah, I don't know. She was pretty much in that final episode. He was bombing the shit out of that city. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I still don't think he's evil. Huh? I'm gonna have to disagree with you, but okay. And maybe that's because I'm such a Thrawn fan. So yeah, uh, maybe. Yeah, th th this show went ahead and dashed my hopes of having live action Thrawn played by Nicolas Cage. Oh well. Uh, <laughs> oh! <laughs> okay, so Dana, is, is he the bad guy? Is he the bad guy? See, yes. Or is he, he just, or is he just wanting to get back home to the Chiss ascendancy? Debbie, Debbie doesn't win. We disagree with her, so she doesn't argue with us anymore. Debbie, he has an army of what could be giant galactic smoke monsters created by witches. I'm pretty sure he's evil. <laughs> and and they're bringing up what are they loading onto the Star Destroyer? They're loading dead yeah, night sisters. Dead night sisters, so they can reanimate them. Are we going to get our zombie Star Wars episode that we want now? Is that going to be death troopers? The death troopers. Um, yes. I yes. don't know. I don't know if they're working fully together or if it's just a means to an end. You know, he has the night sisters helping him out. You know, to communicate communicate with Elspeth. In return, he takes them and their dead sisters and brothers back to the original Star Wars universe, and then they split their ways. He's got a way. He's got a way to get off, and they've got the means of communication to tell people how to get them off. Maybe, maybe that's what it's going to boil down. Now, to. I don't know if he, if if he and the night or the Great Mothers, whatever they are, if they're also, well, at least the Night Sisters, if they're sensing this power that Balin senses, and they're, like Balin said, they're fleeing, they're trying to get away from it. It'd be the ultimate troll if it was just Jar Jar. It's like, Jar Jar. He's like Urkel. We can't get away from him. <laughs> they bring all those uh, bring all those theories to life. <laughs> Your Jar Jar theory sucks. It's true. Um, He's okay. back. Okay. 
I want to know everybody's thoughts too now on the 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 one scene where they're they're standing there with the night mothers and we get that <laughs> just the the scene of that star destroyer flying over or flying up oh that was awesome i was oh I was honestly, I was, and and it flies under it, and it's got all the the well, fly. You do an over the top thing, and obviously it's been damaged at some point, and it's been modified and things like that. And then underneath, it's got all the the painting and the artwork on it, and oh, it's beautiful. And the music that went with it, the music was great. We all knew what was coming. It was just a. It was. It reminded me of 1977 sitting in that theater and it pans down to the planet and then all you see is this Star Destroyer flying over your head and it was a beautiful thing. Dumb cat. So, it's gorgeous. Loved it. It's a beautiful episode. <sighs> Debbie, did we catch everything? This episode was about an hour long, a little just shy of an hour. So, forty-nine minutes. Uh, yeah, I think we we're good. Pretty much caught everything. Cool. Okay, shameless plugs, Debbie. What do we got? Uh, I believe on uh, TikTok, uh, Michael, our TikTok representative over there for GNN. He has started a series called Friday Fright Nights, I believe it is. Right, Friday Night Frights or something like that. Yeah, yeah something like that. So I'm not quite sure what time that comes on, but <clears throat> uh, that, that'll that be up tomorrow. And then Hobby Hut will be up. Hobby Hut will be up tomorrow too. Who? The, the Hobby Hut. That will be oh, posted. that's right. Hobby Hot. Yeah, that'll be up on Fridays. That's uh, this week is uh, they're painting miniature miniatures. I believe it's Cat that's doing that one. And then Saturday we have Geek Gauntlet where they're they discuss everything. Y'all got anything special? You're doing anything this week, at Ambrose? Uh, yeah, I'll be on Geek Gauntlet 10 p.m. Same YouTube channel. Um, what are, What are they doing? What's the What's the big topic of discussion? It's probably going to be Ahsoka. Sha hasn't sent the lineup about it yet, um, but we're definitely going to be talking about more Ahsoka. Uh, uh, Are they doing a death battle? They're doing a death battle. I don't know what the death battle is, uh, to tell you the truth. I haven't seen them said that. It's been kind of quiet on that chat, so I haven't seen much of anything they're doing. Um, We are going to be talking about what Disney's doing. They doubled their theme park budget. They're prepared to spend $60 billion dollars. You know what that means, right? Ticket prices go up. Oh, yeah. You just lower yeah, them. Right. Oh, no, they'll go back up now. Now they have an excuse <laughs> to re-raise them. Uh, I would like, before I get into my personal plug, uh, if you want to read more about Ahsoka, go to geeknewsnow.net. Andrew Orozco has been doing a weekly summary of the episodes. He has some good insights. So check that out. Um, published yesterday. Um I think and, he's yeah he's done a, he's done one a week right ever ever mm -hmm. since the show started yeah yeah so check that out um, I am hopefully I've been covering the strike I'm hopefully going to get an article out 
every time I've made progress in it, something new has happened that I've had to go to square one. This is a real pain in the ass to cover. So my fingers are crossed. Hopefully I can have something to print tomorrow on that. And next week on the 30th, I will be doing a book review. So what book? Author, um, I forgot the title of the book. I read it. I forgot the title. The author's name is J.L. Meredith. The author's name is J.L. Meredith. It's a superhero book. It's very good. Um, uh, when I remember the name, I'm sorry, I'm a little hazy and uh, it's been a very long day. But uh, yeah, it's a very good book. And uh, I'm going to send the review out next week on the 30th per his request. So that's what I got going on. Cool. Debbie, what else we got? Uh, Monday, Monday. MCU Monday, Dave and I will be back with MCU Monday episode eight, seven, I don't seven know. or eight, somewhere. We're in it, Daredevil. It's We're talking titled, about Daredevil. It's titled Sticks. I oh. wonder who's going to be in that one. Sticks. Sticks. <laughs> Maybe. Mac and me. I can't remember the actor's name, but he's great. He's been great in pretty much anything he's in. Oh, and Lance then also Hamilton. Tuesday, uh, Dr. Dana said they will be doing a show on the Sith Dominion, which is also on this channel. Do, you know, so, do we know what – he's not here right now. He stepped out. Do we know what – No, I just texted him. if I just asked him if he was doing a show. He said yes. So that's all I know. So, so be Sith on the Man lookout. Hey, it's a surprise. Show up and see what they talk about. Yeah. But in the meantime, you can check out his past shows because he's done Darth Treya, he's done Kylo Ren. Uh, there's he there's uh, quite a few that yeah. he's done. Yeah. Cam, shameless plugs. Uh, yeah, my uh, my latest Cam and Focus video. <laughs> I don't know if you can see his Cam, but I'm grinning because it was a good one. <laughs> yeah, I I got a little angry towards the end, but yes, my uh, came in focus my, <laughs> came out the day before yesterday. Uh, it's a little roast of the movie Hitman Agent Forty Seven. It is the first of a three part series. Um, the next video will be talking about uh, the two thousand seven Hitman with Timothy Oliphant. I'm sorry, Debbie. I know you love him, but I don't love him in that movie. But he makes bad movies sometimes. Was he bald in that movie? Because I was like, yes, what the was. hell? Oh yes, my he was. god. You said you said a line in that in this last one, and I can't remember what it was, but I was sitting there laughing my head off. And I for the life was of it, me, I, was it what was it the one about spice? Maybe. If it, if the movie if the movie was a spice, it'd be dandruff. Oh, yeah, that was it. <laughs> 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 it was awesome. It's so bland. <laughs> yes, that was it. That's the one. And and hopefully sometime in the near future, me and Cam are going to do a roast on uh, Steven Seagal. Oh, that yes. Which yes. one? All of them? Just Steven. Just him as a person. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> we're okay. Trying to, we're gonna try and figure out how many uh, fight scenes he's done sitting down. You got to pull up the energy drink commercial. You got to pull <laughs> up the energy drink commercial. I'm telling you. <laughs> like, uh, let's see. Uh, we've done everything. Personal plugs. I've done. I've got. Um, I actually found out today. Just today. That I will be at the Cowtown Comic Con in Fort Worth on the 29th and 30th of this month. 
Um, maybe not the 30th, May 29th for sure. I'll definitely be there. Maybe not the 30th because this is a smaller convention. So hopefully get everything done. Just a lot of voice actors. A lot of the actors from uh, Dragon Ball will be there. So a lot of anime stuff going on. Not my cup of tea, but hey, we can go look at it and tell you all about it. Um, then in October, I've got Fan Fest coming on. And nobody new to that one yet that I've seen. Paul Bettany will be there. I know Paul Bettany will be there, and there's somebody else going to be there, and I can't even remember. uh, Andy Circus, yes. Yeah. Yes, Andy Circus will be there as well. So, and then in January is Breakfast. Woo! And all of those are in Dallas. I'm excited. I, you you don't have to be excited about Brickfest. I like it. <laughs> I'm excited about Brickfest. I know. That's, that's, your, that's your happy place. That's my happy place. That's my happy place. So, Geek News Now will be at conventions. We are going out. We're, Dan, Dr. Dana Martin was just at... Uh, um, where, uh, what is uh, he at? College Station? College Station Comic Con. Yes. Yes, College Station Comic Con. Um, he's got an article up about that. Go check it out on geeknewsnow.net. Look for us on YouTube, Geek News Now Official. Look for us on Twitter, on Instagram. Instagram. Well, I'm getting there. Make sure whatever you do, wherever you go, wherever you find us on your socials, hit the like and subscribe. And YouTube, hit that alert button so that you know when we go live again. So um, we'll do that. Other than that, I think we're done. I I'm think just really upset now because I just realized I had thought about Mac and me for the first time in forever. And <laughs> well, and thank you for letting us all think about it. You're yeah. I'm I'm gonna wake my daughter up and just be like, you don't understand the sacrifices I've made for you. And then you make her watch it. You make her watch it. You're gonna say, Daddy, this is horrible. I know movie. we're watching it. I'm gonna tape your eyes. You're gonna open. feel my pain. It'll be like a saw. Kind of thing where it's like you're in a room, you have to watch this movie. No, <laughs> where's the where's the torture device? Where's the torture? Daddy, I gotta cut my hair. Where is it? A ther- She's at her therapist thirty years later. What what brings you here? My dad made me watch. Oh, sit oh, down. Oh, sit down. oh, oh, I'm gonna have to do a couple of sessions pro bono on this one because <laughs> dollar sign, dollar sign, dollar sign. But then we're really gonna, yeah. <laughs> all right, anyway, y'all all have fun. Hit the like and subscribe. Find us on social media. We'll see you all next week. May the force be with you all. Force and the forces with me. I'm on the force.